You're listening to Hell of a Business Podcast. Our discussion topic today is sustainability as competitive factor, digitalization as an enabler, and vertical farming. I'm Sonia Malin, and I'm joined in the studio by Kirill Zelensky, the CEO of Intellectual Farms here in Finland. Welcome, Kirill. Thank you. iFarm is building what you call vertical farms. So basically, if usually you need a huge land area to grow crops, you've turned it 90 degrees sideways. Instead of a plot of land, you just need high ceilings, right? It's almost correct. You don't need to have it uh, high, in, in, in real high. So it's two meters. It's already enough. In two meters, you have already a possibility to put something like six levels. And uh, it's, it's just about more effective usage of the space. And especially in cities when you do not have a lot of space, but you have some... Uh, every one house have some empty spaces. It may be basement or just empty room whatever, and then you can put uh, food production here, which is very interesting idea to to avoid, you know, big uh, farmerships outside and to try to move food production into city and, and get it really, really fresh and tasty. What are the problems you're trying to solve with this solution? Do we need more food? Do we need better food? Or do we need locally sourced food or everything I mentioned? I think altogether... We need more food. We need food more tasty and more fresh because when food is growing somewhere outside, then it starts to travel, then it's traveling, then it's storing somewhere, and then not anymore fresh. Or you have to use some pesticides to preserve food and to deliver it. And then you have to plan very carefully how much food you need and where to store. Anyway, you have losses on the way. If you're growing exactly on the places where people are living and eating, then it's much more easy. You can just harvest it and eat it alive. You know, it's it's I I, I don't know vegans will not like it, but eating alive, it's <laughs> it's exactly it's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> Vertical farming sounds easily very futuristic, doesn't it? Something that would require people in white lab coats to run it. Is this the reality at the moment? You know, it's uh, two, three years ago. It was it was very futuristic because technology was not ready. Now we're ready. Now LED lights are already giving more light than uh, than heating, and uh, software is already allowing you to to just push button and saying, "I want rucola or I want strawberry," and it will be it will be done by system, and system will alarm you. Okay, your food is ready. You you can come harvest it and eat it. Just out of curiosity, is this something that would require a massive commercial space or old factory? Or can you set up an iFarm system in a, let's say, supermarket or uh, a restaurant or someone's home, private home? Absolutely, yes. And it can be installed into, you know, your basement or you can just put it in this room. Only only thing you need is, is water and electricity. And then it can be from 20 square meters or even less, even 10 square meters to 20,000 square meters. So for restaurants and supermarkets, it's it's ideal solution. For homes and family as well, 
It may even have a kind of glass cabinet like refrigerator, which is one uh, one meter to two meters, and you can put it into the, your room and it will work and it will produce the food. Only question is the amount of food and the question of price, of because for a while it's still expensive equipment. It's still not kind of, you know, just IKEA. It's a little bit more difficult. Mm. But my going on this direction anyway, and technology is allowing us to make it cheaper and cheaper every year. I hope it will be time very soon when it will be in uh, every house and everyone will have it and everyone will have it even possibility to to grow and even to play with tests. For example, you can, if you have vertical farm, that means you have it indoor, most probably, and then you have a totally controlled environment. Then you're like a gut, you know, you can, you can, <laughs> you can create, <laughs> yeah, you can create whatever climate inside and then you say, okay, I, I love uh, a strawberry like in Savon Lina. Then you just push button saying, okay, let's install climate as in Savon Lina and you will get the same results, the same test. Every startup has an unfair advantage, something that the competitors cannot easily clone. What's your unfair advantage? Or is it a secret? No, it's, a, it's not a secret. It's, a, you know, idea is clear and everyone could repeat it. So it's uh, our advantage, I think, it's, is that we started uh, quite early and we spent a lot of time to make all research and uh, it's not just only software and hardware, but also it's about amount of tests when doing these crops and working with universities, working with agriculture guys who knows how to grow. Our advantages and ideas that that people shouldn't be educated uh, f- to grow something. They 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 just need to know what they want, and then no any kind of agriculture knowledge is needed. And our system can recognize uh, what needed for for these particular seeds. Our system can allow you to grow it automatically without your participation, without even your knowledge. This is advantage because to do that, you have to perform a lot of lot of tests with with different crops. You have to grow them several times in different conditions. Then you have to repeat it again. Then you have to remember it's everything and put it into your system. So this this database is very important. Let's talk about carbon emissions. As you know, uh, Greta Helsinki has very ambitious goals for carbon neutrality. Helsinki, for example, aims to be carbon neutral by 2035, ESPO by 2030. These targets are more ambitious than those of the rest of Finland or the European Union. And iFarm system, it runs a closed one, closed system, uh, which means that it uses up all the CO2 emissions it generates. Isn't this right? Actually, I would say iFarm doesn't de- generate any carbon dioxide. We are eating it because our our crops, uh, plants are eating carbon dioxide and they emitting oxygen. So it's vice versa. And from other perspectives, if food is not traveling, then no additional carbon emissions caused by travel. 
So if food are, is growing inside places where people are living in 18s, and it's uh, definitely reduce uh, carbon emission overall and also reduce time and money because food doesn't need to be traveled. So you, you are not spending time, you are not... You're not buying fuel, you're not, uh, trucks are not uh, moving around city, that everything is, is just downing carbon emission. I stay in the topic, there's a trend in which things are either very hyper-global or or they can be hyper-local. I've been talking about this, so uh, iFarm seems to bet <coughs> on the latter option. Uh, how do you see this trend working out? Well, especially now that the COVID-19 has changed the way we think about supply chain yeah, chains. Espe- <laughs> yeah, especially now it's it's when borders are closed and uh, people starting to worry about how they can get fresh food and how they can get local fresh food because farmers have problems and delivery problems and everything. And, uh, you know, even for us, it's kind of from one side, it should be crisis as for everyone. But from other side, we just got a lot of requests to build it faster and to make also uh, products which would be not just, uh, you know, custom projects like like my doing now for a while for restaurants and supermarkets, but we just got a lot of requests to build a ready-made farm, even from private persons to put it into the houses. So I think for us, this, this crisis is just, you know, some pink to to make it faster and and it will help us to develop faster because demand is clearly growing. When it comes to eco-friendly solutions such as yours, um, what's your take on this question? Are people and industries really committed to change? Some of them yes, some of them not yet. It's uh, it's my still in process. And uh, actually, okay, ideologically, everyone is ready to to change everyone uh, welcoming and saying wow it's 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 very cool it's nice it it helps our planet and and we are in uh, problem starts when it comes to money <laughs> because not everyone is, is is ready to invest in this it's like uh, you know if it would be less expensive and uh, available everywhere already then then people would love to take this change so it's it's our point to let's say to work we have to find out the way how how to make it cheaper and more accessible everywhere and then put it into the markets for a more affordable price probably but but it's still expensive Speaking of investments, there's also the Helsinki Energy Challenge just ongoing. It's a global <coughs> one million euro challenge competition uh, for the one who solves the question of how to decarbonize the heating of Helsinki using as little biomass as possible. You wouldn't have the solution. We were thinking about it. Uh, on the question for us that, okay, we're not... Uh able to provide uh, any kind of solution to, uh, you know, uh, to get more energy. We only have solution how to spend less. And I think we will try to apply for this uh, competition and we will try to be part of this. Uh, only only question that, okay, we are not getting energy. Uh, it's, it's more 
traditional ways like sun or wind to 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 get energy without uh, heating. But what we can do, we can make uh, kind of city more smart with spending. We can anyway reduce carbon dioxide emission. But only, you know, I just come to my mind that that I know one startup uh, from uh, Barcelona, if I remember correctly. What they are trying to do, they are trying to get energy out of plants. Oh. So I, I don't know how they are doing. I, I just remember that it was something like they were putting some electrodes into roots and, and then outside, and they somehow getting chemical reaction and getting electricity out of plants. If we would be able to integrate it with vertical farm, then it would be, you know, kind of wow and boom effect because (laughs) from one side we would get energy to to get a light uh, for our farms itself and from other side we would uh, reduce carbon emission and make this farm kind of self-working or uh, you know and and getting the food at the same time electric plants can't wait yeah exactly (laughs) iFarm was established in Russia in one of the famous startup hubs. Why did you choose to start your global expansion from Finland? Okay, my own reason, because I'm living here in Helsinki already for, for 20 years. So I'm I'm Finn, and for me it was nature's choice. If I do something, I do something at home. <laughs> Then for our founders who came from Russia, it was it was uh, different reasons also. Uh, one of the reasons was me as well. Another reasons were support from Finnish government and from Helsinki. That there is a lot of lot of different uh, programs to support startups and Helsinki Business Hub. So there is there is a lot of reasons, and also Finland is is kind of it's European country with very good reputation, because when when we come in and saying that my company from Finland, it's it's always good, uh, always good perception, no matter where. Uh, it's uh, same story in Arabic world, same story in in Asia Pacific, same story in United States or in Russia. So Finland is always it's is kind of already good stamp for a company that this is company from Finland. When it's company from Finland doing technology for food, it's even better. As you are active in the global smart and clean ecosystem, um, what are some current trends in sustainability? Can you point out some others besides vertical farming? It's clean energy. Uh, people are trying to find a way how to get energy. And... Um, Yeah, clean energy, food, it's not just vertical farming, it's all kind of food. Of course, we cannot grow steaks in uh, in in vertical farms because we have no seeds for them. But people are trying to get meat uh, some sustainable way, uh, some kind of plant meat. So I, I would say these kind of things, energy, food. And then uh, all all kind of vastest uh, problems like plastic problems uh, and all this kind of stuff. Could you share us uh, some key learnings of the last six months during the iFarm project? Maybe three focused learnings. Oh, it's good 
probably question, but I, I have to think about it. It's, it's, you know, first time when you ask something, when I have to think. <laughs> <laughs> usually, take, take usually I'm not thinking when I'm speaking, but now I have to, I have to, you know, start remembering what is the key learnings, because um, yeah, definitely it's it's new area for me. I started with food uh, uh, one and a half year ago. Before that, I was in different businesses, but it was software. It was about uh, security, but never with food. So everything is interesting. Everything when I started was was new for me. So uh, everywhere is learning. Now I know how to get results. I'm I'm growing myself a lot. By the way, you you have tried them. I I I, did, I, <laughs> I did see it myself. So it's it's working good. Now I I I know much more things about about food about food production, how to grow it. Now I know much more about. Uh, how to speak with uh, investors in this area. Before that, I was never spoken with them. So it's it's also now I'm working with S Group, with Kesco, with other uh, kind of uh, with food processing companies like Nestle, Unilever. It's it's very interesting. It's totally new business. I'm I have spoken with with farmers around the Europe and also in Middle East. So I was speaking with people who is trying to grow food in, in Saudi Arabia, in uh, Dubai, in Switzerland, in Finland. Before I was just buying it from supermarkets. Now I know how they are working. So it's it's very interesting. Quite a journey. But what's in the future for iFarm? I hope we will see, we will see uh, vertical farms everywhere. I hope our technology will be uh, demanded and will be just spread around the globe. And all cities will have five armed laboratories and also it will be popular. Maybe we will call it another way, not just iFarm, or we will provide only software or we will build our our farms. But anyway, we will work and we will see how much food produced by our technology. And it will be very interesting to to come and and see it everywhere in in supermarkets or in restaurants or, or just in in schools and everywhere. And also, I I hope finally to to know how to grow wasabi. Oh, <laughs> you're a friend of uh, sushi. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Fresh wasabi. So time for the last question but this is actually the hardest the trickiest one okay uh, safe I will try to be prepared so uh, when the Finnish national team uh, sports team usually wins a championship Mm -hmm. people from all around Helsinki and the you know surrounding areas they gather into our market square and they go skinny dipping into the pool of Havis Amanda statue which is dear listeners by the way very very prohibited. It's a very fragile piece of art. So, Kirill, what would have to happen for you to do the same, to go skinny dipping into the statue's pool? <laughs> very, very nice question. You know, uh, nothing special, actually. It just, uh, I have, I have, I think, enough courage to do that. So in, in in I know that it is prohibited and it's it's not a good habit. But uh, to do something like this, to do something crazy, it's uh, nothing special needed. Just, just probably, uh, you know, uh, good mood, 
and a good moment maybe maybe just you know speaking with friends or walking around it it's it's not needed to be some some big big victory like you described just you know good moment like like this so after this session <laughs> yeah we can, we can we can do it only only it's it's quite cold but we can do it even winter time so no nothing special needed it's it it just depends from from you know state of brain like in in exactly this moment <laughs> thank you very much kirill for joining us Thank and you. thanks to everyone who listens to the show. You can find us and subscribe to Hell of a Business on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your fave podcast apps. And now time for pictures. Pictures, pictures, pictures.